Welcome to the Soul Mama podcast, where we have deep and honest conversations about healing, awakening, spirituality, and wellness on this sacred journey of conscious motherhood. We ask how we can walk this path in a way that nourishes, elevates, and heals us and our children. We deserve space and time to slow down and tune in to our hearts, to heal ourselves, and to honor our highest callings. It starts with us. I'm Nahanda Truscott-Reed. I'm a mother, holistic wellness coach, writer and speaker, and I am passionate about all of the ways we can raise our consciousness and come into more alignment and power as women and mothers. So we can heal the past and make more empowered choices for the future. Our stories and voices matter. It is my intention that these conversations inspire, motivate, and move you on your own Soul Mama journey. I'm so honored that you're here. So, welcome back. This is the second part of my conversation with mama author, Jamaican fitness maven, Camila McDonald. In the first part, we've explored some of the factors that led to Camila's weight gain and the tipping point that led her to really commit to her own body transformation. If you haven't yet heard this episode, I urge you to go back and listen. In this conversation, we're getting into the nitty gritty of Camila's wellness routines. So what would you say have been some of the main wellness tools that have supported you in your lifestyle change? Um, Understanding and learning myself um, what works and what doesn't work. When am I not a very nice person versus Mm. the person that I know that I am? What is it that I need? What does my body need? Writing and journaling Mm. has been a very, very big integral part of understanding myself. I think many of us, especially women, we clutter our minds and our lives with just all of these responsibilities that we end up covering up and forgetting about who we are and Mm -hmm. what we need. And uh, journaling has been a very, very big part of that self-discovery. In fact, the first book that I wrote, Wake Up and Live, uh, really was my journal pages, years and Mm -hmm. years of journaling. And... um, writing to myself many times I go back to that book and and read it for myself you know because again inspiring others and 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 kind of empowering you know people to realize their own their own strength Mm. um, that is a part of my own empowerment as well you know it fills you it fills me oh gosh yeah and it reminds me too of, of of what I what I need you know? Yes. I love the description that you gave of journaling because I think often we think journaling is just an opportunity to vent the feelings. And very often that can be a very healing process as well. Mm-hmm. But when you're almost writing into existence, the vision that you hold deep down that, like you say, gets so covered with all of the everyday, the everyday, the everyday. And so it felt really good to hear you say that that doesn't need to be at seven days a week for two and a half hours. Like it can be a small slice. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to to, to get through your week feeling at your best? How would you set yourself up? One is my routine. Uh, I find that when I don't uh, commit to my routine, the routine that works really well for me, um, then my entire week is haphazard. 
and that routine is a combination of all the different facets of health and um, self-love and self-care that I need to fire and fuel myself up. Um, one of them is sleep. Yes. Um, and, you know, just really honoring sleep. And, mm. and this is a very new realization. I would say maybe just a year, year and a half um, of really understanding the power of sleep and how, um, you know, just good quality sleep has affected everything. My mood, my memory, my energy levels, um, mood again. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot uh, underestimate, yeah, we cannot underestimate that the or, power of sleep and rest. And rest. Mm. Um, so that has been a very integral part of of my ability to to thrive mm. and have a successful week um, i start every single morning journaling um, and i write three things that i'm grateful for that i already have mm. uh, the power of gratitude is powerful it's 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 an amazing practice because when we sit in gratitude for what we have we have everything we need there's nothing else. It's we're great. We're so grateful. We remember. It's like you can't be in fear and anxiety when you're in gratitude. Mm. So it's almost like that that preventative um, strategy to remembering. Wait, actually, it's not that bad. Like I have these things that I'm grateful for every yes. day, Being, and and literally writing it down so that you can yeah. review it. You know, when you're feeling down, you're like, wow, there's mm. so much that I have to be grateful for. I love that. I also write three things that I'm grateful for that I don't have yet. Mm. And I'm sitting in the faith knowing that it's going to come and I become mm. creator of what I want manifest. Um, you know, obviously, the higher power is there and prayer is is a very big part of my the, the practice of thriving and being able to, to be my best because faith is another very important strategy in terms of just knowing that somebody else like god has it he has my back mm. in circumstances where i've been disappointed or hurt or grieving or you know, whatever it is, like he, he's created those situations and circumstances and disappointments and, you know, um, all the, the, the triumphant times as well, you know. And so always having a, a very, being rooted in faith. Mm. Um, um, prayer is, is another very big part of my routine. Um, meditation, just very recently. Mm. Uh, oh my gosh, you talk about life changer. Oh, life changer. Um, so what is your meditation practice? Do you have a guided meditation that you listen to? I do have guided meditations that I listen to. Um, two of them that are have been very influential in, in my personal development have been Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer. I love them both. both. Yes. And then just recently, I so I'm almost finished with um, a meditation course online that I have been um, doing so that I can do my own meditation. So I have been writing my own beautiful um, guided meditations. And again, equally as important to understand that we don't have to meditate for one hour, half an hour, 20 minutes. Oops. Like, you know, in a busy life when you're, you know, you have so much on your plate, we don't always have the, the benefit um, and the luxury to be able to kind of dive in deep that way. Mm -hmm. But in 15 minutes, 
and that has been a non-negotiable practice for me and I have seen such a difference in in just everything and mm. the shows it from an immune system perspective yes I mean again the mood the energy levels uh, reduction in stress um, really being able to quiet the mind and turn mm. inwards to focus on the breath to be in the present moment we are not enough in the present moment we're always either ruminating on the past or stressing about the future and what's going to happen and what happened and you know and we're out of our power it's almost self-destructive exactly and so meditation has been mm. a very huge discovery for me as it relates to just my ability to get through a week powerfully mm. affirmations um, yes the power of affirmations the power of you know affirming what you want believing it receiving it you know speaking into being the things that you you know want for yourself and, and and believe yourself to be i think that as humans naturally we are drawn so much more to the, the negative you know the I, lack you know i i laugh so many times because of this concept in jamaica of like bad mind you know what i mean mm. we always talk about this person bad mind and this person bad mind but when you think about it we're bad mind to ourselves too all and the time sometimes more than anybody else because we're always thinking the worst of ourselves you know yeah. Um, we look into the mirror, we're not good enough, we're too stressed, we don't have the time, we don't have, and what we don't realize is that, you know, the words that we speak and put out there, they're powerful. Mm. They're part of what our reality is. And I know it sounds woo, wah, wah, and, you know. No, not on this podcast. <laughs> I'm with my peeps, right? Okay. Definitely. Very good. But, you know, just saying simple things like i don't have any time to work out you're affirming mm -hmm. you don't even realize we're affirming that we don't have any time and the truth is if we continue doing that if we continue you know i'm not good enough um i'll never be able to xyz and we continue to affirm those things for ourselves mm -hmm. that's what's going to continue to show up in our lives mm -hmm. You know, even if you don't believe it, even if it sounds very silly, literally saying, I have all the time in the world to give to my beautiful body. I, I, I deserve it. I deserve to work out. I deserve to feel good. I deserve to have healthy relationships in my life. Mm. Um, I am powerful. I am strong. I am resilient. I used to write these things and put them on my little mirror and, and, and say it to myself, little reminders that would pop up mm. in my phone. And just very recently, I've been starting to do it with my own daughter and seeing such a huge transformation in her life. So right now, Kehlani is struggling in math. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very important that I have her understand that she's the one that's contributing to her difficulty. Because mm. she keeps saying, I'm just not good at this thing. I will never get it. I don't understand it. And she gets so frustrated and is so stressed out. And, you know, as opposed to affirming that she is good, she is intelligent, mm. she's smart, that learning is difficult, but it's fun. And I'm learning so that my brain can grow and I can become, you know, who I'm destined to be. And we're never too young to introduce affirmations to our children. How has she received that? Because I know my 
daughter's five and she's been seeing me work with these modalities for a minute. And so I will not hear her saying anything negative about herself. And I will constantly like check her to say, hang on a second. Like, you know, she will say, oh, I don't want to wear this. It looks ugly or whatever, whatever. And I'll be like, you know, you're beautiful. And she was, no, I'm not. It's like, she's actually fighting for the thing that she wants to be heard. And I realized like, you know, I have to let her feel honored in me hearing what she needs to say and for that to be expressed and be held because that frustration needs to be got out in that moment. And I get that, Mm -hmm. but yet I still feel this rebuttal and I recognize it from my own upbringing, which I'm sure you'll, you'll feel as well, where you describe, you know, um, being raised in a home which was very health conscious and very conscientious and very forward thinking in in that kind of scope was there a part of you and do you see a part of your daughter just kind of rebelling against that where it's just like I don't want to hear that right now you know I'm in my zone Um, and how do you deal with that and how did you deal with it yourself so I would say, um, again, speaking to the power of routine, um, I do these affirmations with Kehlani. I write one for her every day. So I write it like right before I go to bed so that when I'm waking up, I can just kind of write it on a whiteboard that we have for oh, her. Oh, nice. And I find that she really enjoys this little routine. And this is just since COVID-19 and homeschooling mm. and, and kind of being able to to for the first time in her schooling life being up close and personal with the things that she's having challenges with the things that she's very strong in and like just knowing that maternal instinct on what she needs some support on Mm -hmm. one of the areas and every single time that we do it so right before she logs into our class i force her to read it and if she's reading it like because many times she's like, da, da, da. And I'm like, nope, you got to do it again. <laughs> Bring the energy. I mean, when she sees it, the power of of that, I, she opens up her classroom. She opens up her computer with so much more confidence mm. and so much more um, pride in, in who she is. And you can tell that she, she goes into her class and into her day with just a, a brand new mindset. A different energy. Different energy. So that has been really beautiful. However know when the, the times are challenging so whether we're when we're doing our homework together and she's getting frustrated mm-hmm. she's not understanding the concept and again she's telling herself those things i have to now make that distinction between hello whenever they say you know you're powerful and you're intelligent and but you have to believe it and so i think naturally especially as children we're gonna resist mm-hmm. you know we're gonna resist the things that we need um but eventually we come full circle to it so we have to as mothers kind of stay very consistent with these things because they will remember it Mm. i I don't think it's a a coincidence that all my siblings all four of my siblings are all super health conscious um very um as you said conscientious um, forward thinking and i know that was a direct that is a direct relationship in uh, between how my parents raised us mm. and, and who we are today. And I remember resisting it. Oh gosh, we hated, we thought that we were just so boring. Like, you know, everybody else was getting the fast food and the, could just order these little things and these little processed snacks, Lunchables and whatever. We weren't allowed to have that, you know, nights like lard and next stew. 
stew peas, chicken stew, lentil stew, ever stew, broke rice. It's so funny to hear you speak of that because um, I also had the pleasure of interviewing your sister on the podcast in the first season. So yeah, so that episode is there for anyone who wants to go back and listen. So um, that was Kamani talking about her upbringing and how that led her into her motherhood journey and and into her work as a naturopathic doctor now. But it just brought back so much for me also being raised in a Rasta home and with vegan parents parents at a time where there were no like trends and no supports and no restaurants and it was just so not cool and I remember holding a lot of shame around having locks at the time or the fact that we didn't eat anything or I could go to birthday parties I would never be able to eat the cake and you know the whole time I was just like I cannot wait to not have to live this lifestyle and you know how you described at the beginning that your description of being in Norway, my first time going to university was very much like that. I was like, I'm going to eat everything that I'm not allowed to eat. I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to eat dairy. I'm going to eat everything that I've been denied. And for me, it wasn't necessarily a weight gain. I just felt sluggish. I felt slow. I felt blocked. I felt mucusy. I just had a response that was quite visceral quite quickly. And I had to come to the hard reality that I'm going back to what I know. I'm going to go back to my brown rice. I'm going to go back to being the only student on campus who's spending more than 10 pounds on their shop because I need my organic fruits and vegetables. I need to top up on these things because I actually had the discernment to know what feeling healthy felt like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference when you're coming from a place of knowing what it feels like to be, to feel good, then you have an anchor to come back to. And also in this last conversation where you're speaking about, you know, trying to provide that example for Kailani, your life is becoming evidence for that. So the resistance I feel becomes less when our children can see that, well, mommy, how did you do that? Or how come you get to do this? Or how come we are now living the thing that you put on your board however many months ago? And you can say it's because I've been doing this work. And so it's that cycle of evidence and experience being the the biggest teacher for ourselves and for our children and knowing what that feels like and really anchoring into that. Absolutely. And they always come back to it. You know, yes. We, we can't get discouraged in their resistance. Mm. You know, we just kind of have to be that uncle. We have to be like firm. My parents were the firm, allowed to, to just be like, oh, I don't want that. Oh yeah, well, that's what you're having. So exactly. Oh. <laughs> so, um, you know, the easier thing is always to just let them watch the TV, let them, you know, have the candy, let it is always the easier thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the harder thing, the more challenging thing is to kind of teach them the right way. But as parents, as mothers, we have to stand firm in what we know for ourselves mm-hmm. uh, because that's the beauty of, of raising a child is, mm-hmm. you know, how can I raise somebody even more conscious than myself, even more discerning and more, even more powerful, even more understanding their inner voice, even more understanding of the, the, the power of um, co-manifesting and, and, and being a part of, of mm. creating the existence that you want. Um, you know, just kind of standing up for yourself, um, not trying to fit into boxes, um, being okay, being different, being, you know, very grounded in who you are and, you know, not 
following the pattern and the, the, what's the cool thing. Um, and so as parents, we have to know that even though it's difficult, oh my gosh, it's so rewarding. So rewarding. I mean, I can think about my parents and how proud and happy they must feel knowing that they've raised five conscious um, human beings who care about the world, who who are passionate about what they do and, you know, are here to serve their purpose. And that's one of the best gifts that we can give to our children. 100%. And so I wondered what your experience was like mothering Kailani when you were doing that as a single parent versus now when you've manifested what feels like a really beautiful relationship. Single parenting is no joke. I have to big up all single mamas out there mm -hmm. uh, you know there are varying degrees of of single motherhood really mm -hmm. um but what i do appreciate is again i just i feel like all of our experiences kailani and i up until this point she's eight and a half years old um 18 and a half <laughs> But, um, oh gosh, the bond, again, I know I've spoken about this like maybe five times in this one interview, um, is just so special because at the end of the day, she knows that I have her back, that, you know, I have been her one constant for her entire life and that, you know, I, I'll always be here for her in every way and it, it might not be in the ways that she likes right now um, all the time, but it's all the ways that she needs and... Um, it, it really has strengthened me as a woman. It's empowered me as a woman because of what I have been able to accomplish and overcome. Um, you know, it feels good to have gone through those challenges and those difficulties and, you know, uh, going through and experiencing some really deep, dark places of pain and to be able to come out of that and, you know, even to be inspired by her, her life in of itself. You know, and just knowing that she's destined for so much more than um, maybe the realities that I have in my head at that time. It is an inspiration to kind of step out of that and um, be who she needs me to be. And so, you know, as, as difficult as, as some years have been in my motherhood journey, um, it's also been some beautiful years, you know, and I, I don't think I would have it in any other way and the truth is i think now eight years later i think the, the place that i am at um with everybody and everything um is at a place of forgiveness is at a place of love is at a place of compassion is at a place of overstanding you know sometimes mm -hmm. um when we're in our own pain we're not really seeing the other person and what they might be going through and you know the fact that they're just doing their best within their circumstances. And that forgiveness is important, not just for, not just for them, you know what I mean? But for really, for us to be able to let go and just know, you know, this is it, this is the cards that, that you were dealt and it was for a reason. You know, she and I, we really have a, a, a bond that is very unique. Um, it's a friendship, deep, deep friendship. Um, Kaylani tells me every single detail <laughs> about Aww. every single thing um, and I love that and she's so loving I, I get maybe 30, 40, 50 kisses a day she tells me she loves me every two minutes <laughs> um, you know uh, she's very expressive uh, she, mm. she reminds 
me of me um, in that. And, you know, at a time where I was very, very lonely and I was very, um, again, just in a place of pain, mm -hmm. I realized that she, she really um, was giving me what I needed, you know, oh. at that time. So as difficult as the years were, they were very special. They were magical. Um, they are magical. Every day is, is a new adventure with her. And I'm, I'm grateful for every, every bit of it. This is the life journey, isn't it? It's not always going to be easy. And I think sometimes we feel like our role is to hide those hard parts from our children, to protect them from seeing us in those ways. And one of the things I've been learning is that we can't shield them from everything. And I think even more so in the kind of ways that families are set up today versus maybe how it was in even our parents' generation, I felt like there was much more of a divide between parents and children. And I think now for for some some positive and some negative, but I feel like our children are closer to us in a way where they can afford to see some of the tribulations as well as the triumphs because that teaches as well. You know, we can't just teach from a distance of performing. Surely the motherhood journey is the one place that we can show up as we are in our fullness. Yeah. Um, and so I wish you all of the best in the continuation of your journey for any women who are listening to this and who are wanting to follow your work and to hear what you're doing next. Yeah. Um, where can they find you? Okay. So I'm on Instagram. I mm -hmm. am Camila McDonald and I am camilamcdonald.com. K-A-M-I-L-A-M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. And my brand new business, yeah, it's thewellfitclub.com. Yes, tell us about this. This is um, just a couple months old. Uh, I started for the very first time in 11 years a physical business in Jamaica um, where I was training, uh, well, it was mostly women at that time. And this was two weeks before the first case of COVID. Wow. Uh, was confirmed in Jamaica and so two weeks later everything locked down and I was forced to turn the business online and here I am. Um, we have members from all over the world and uh, we meet every single day in various different capacities. So there are six pillars of well-fit. Um, they're eat well, mm -hmm. drink well, they're move well, um, there is sleep well, rest well, and live well. I love it. Every single day, we commit to these various pillars in, in different ways. And so we have daily live and recorded sessions. Um, I teach hit classes uh, three to four times a week in the club. Um, I also have the most amazing trainers, also from all over the world, um, all who have some kind of Jamaican descent or are full Jamaican. Amazing. Um, in fact, we have one Haitian, so let's say Caribbean. Okay. Um, you know, it's one family. <laughs> um, we do meditation, um, HIT, yoga, Pilates, um, Zumba, Zumba Strong. Um, we have build and burn sessions. Oh, brilliant. Um, we have one called Butts and Guts. Um, <laughs> and, and then on Sundays we meal prep together and um, I give nutrition guidance because that's such an important part of the journey. Definitely. 
and we have a beautiful community again it's 100 women right now which was completely unintentional but here we are <laughs> no, it makes for a beautiful tribe because then you can go deep on those things that women really need we go, deep, we go deep we support each other because any life transformation is tough you know mm. are creatures of habit and you know making any lifestyle change it's not easy and so mm. we're all coming from that place um and yeah, it's it's been a really beautiful journey. You can check it out at thewellfitclub.com. Will do. And this is about getting well fit, which yes. is a double entendre between in Jamaica we say she well fit, right? Yes. Right, yeah. And then just that combination, important combination of wellness. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us and for creating a space like that for women to come to and, and to make that life transition in a safe and supported way. And so to close, for women who have been inspired like I have by your transformation, by your journey, by the amount that you are doing for yourself, for your family and for the world, but they may be struggling and feeling quite far from that right now. If you were to speak some words of affirmation or to give a gift to these women, what would you say? I would say that you have so much power within you and you don't even know it yet and just start start by writing start by writing what you need start by writing you know what are our five goals that you have for yourself specifically health and fitness related um what are five challenges that you have been struggling with what are the five challenges is it no time is it um, resources lack of resources whether it's financial or anything else is it that you're in a toxic relationship we have to get very clear about what we want we also have to get clear about why we want it why do you want to get fit why do you want to change your life is it because you want to be a more fulfilled, happy person for your children? Is it that you are just feeling so low about yourself? Why is it so important for you to, to pivot into the person that you are destined to be? Um, what are the challenges that have ever prevented you from sticking and staying consistent to some kind of routine that serves you? Um, and then for every single challenge, write what the solution is. Sometimes we look for answers from everybody else when what we really need to do is turn inwards because we are the ones who have the solutions for ourselves. There are so many resources online, even free ones that support you on any of these struggles that you're having. There's always a solution to the problems that you're facing, always. And they're yes. always a lot more, we create so much more of, you know, what they really, what they are versus what they really are in our heads. So get out of your head, get to the paper and the pen, get to know yourself, get to understand what you're struggling with. And, um, you know, just really sit in the faith knowing that better days are coming. There's nothing that's permanent in life. We have this one precious life. We deserve to be able to be waking up and being on fire for who we are and what we, what, what we need to do and what our purpose is here on earth. And so if you are at that place where you genuinely feel like you're struggling, now is the perfect time. Transformation is a beautiful journey and it's never an easy journey, but we have to embrace it. We have to know that you are meant and created for more than your struggles. Mm. So get excited, 
get fired up because you are at the beginning of what is going to be the most important journey that you've ever taken in your life. And that's your journey to coming home to yourself. Give thanks. That was beautiful. I feel fired up just hearing (laughs) those words. And I am at the first week of my own transformation journey of actually just beginning a workout in the traditional sense of fitness. It feels so good and so overdue. And I am deeply inspired by the works. We may have to even swap meditations as this continues. Oh gosh, so we have to connect. For sure. I can feel that this is just the beginning, but thank you for the blessing that you've brought today. And I wish you all of the best with your work, with your life and with the family. Take care. So I hope you agree. It was such a pleasure to listen to that conversation and gain the insights into the practices that support Camila's lifestyle. If you didn't get a chance to write down all of the beautiful affirmations and questions that she shared, I've actually put them together for you with a few of my own in a document that you can download now for free from the show notes to this episode on my website. This will support you to get really clear on what some of those blockages might be for you and to connect to some of those motivational affirmations. Since recording this conversation, Camila has invited me to lead not one but two guided meditations for her amazing WellFit Club and the energy in there was just powerful. Even just for the reggae playlist Camila uses, it's an amazing workout. So if it could be something that you might benefit from, do check it out. I really hope this episode has served you. I look forward to touching again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to www.soulmamajourney.com for more resources, including the Soul Mama blog, and for more ways to work with me one-to-one. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Soul Mama Coach for more personal shares and updates. And you can email me at nahanda at soulmamajourney.com. I so love to hear from you. Share the love with your friends, family, and anyone who would benefit from listening to this. And if you could take a second to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, wherever you've listened to it, that really helps more people to discover it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.